0: Welcome to Cavalier Central, bringing you everything you need to know about the wine and gold.
1: Hey, Hoopheads! We appreciate you listening to this episode of Cavalier Central. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Daily Thunder, Knock a Few Buck, Three Hundred Five Culture, Spanning the Spurs. Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, L.A. Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus, our coaching-focused podcasts: Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, The CoachMaze.com Podcast, Players' Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, The Hoopheads Podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host Jason Sunkel. Featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com/teampricing to learn more. That's a r y s e dot Hey
0: everybody, welcome back. I'm your host Justin Matcham. In here with me tonight. Dan Glinski, i going to do so. What is up, guys? What is up, Dan? What is up, I'ma do? How is your night going? Uh, it's been a little while since we've all recorded, especially with you, I'ma do. Yep. How have you been?
2: I've been, I've been pretty good, man. You know, thought I'd be out the country by now, but things didn't go my way. But I can't complain. I can't complain. How have you guys been?
0: Been good on my
3: end, Dan. Ditto, and uh, hoping you can be on your merry way soon. Yep. Amadou. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But. We, uh, we're okay with you in this country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're doing well.
0: Um, been a little while since we last recorded. Uh, some stuff has happened this week. Not a ton, uh, as far as like actual things, no transactions, no trades, none of that. But of course, reports will always come out. Uh, one of which being more so, it seems like at this point, Evan Mobley, and obviously things can change. There's plenty of time, you know, before the actual draft. But as we get closer, it's looking more and more like Evan Mobley, maybe the guy, uh, obviously, still some sort of rumors that maybe Jalen Green is your number one overall pick. It uh, doesn't seem likely, but it does really seem likely that you know he could be the guy at number two for Houston. Um, again, it's not anything like, not anything official, not anything, I don't even know if it's really sourced. It's just it's kind of the sense around that you know they like him. Obviously, Kevin Porter, um, I don't know if it was on an Instagram Live or something else, but basically you know, kind of hinting that, you know, possibly hinting that he was coming to Houston. And I don't know if Kevin Porter has any sort of influence um, at all. I, I don't know if he's heard any, we don't know any of that, but it seems like it could be Jalen green in Houston, which would leave Evan Mobley for the Cavs. Um, a lot of people kind of debated, you know, the fit there with with those two being Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Um, and you know, I think that is legitimate, but at the same time, we've talked a lot about here, um, the Cavaliers also <clears throat> believing that Evan Mobley would be able to play the four or five was some some kind of big news that came out this week, I think, just that they, they would feel confident in playing those two together. Um, Amadou, I think it was you that were a little bit less high on Mobley at the four next to Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, as things have kind of gone on, and as we've seen, you know, even reports that the Cavaliers like those two possibly together, they didn't come out and straight say, you know, we like him next to Allen. Obviously, you can't say that, but... You know, just saying that they can see him thriving at the four or five, uh, kind of, you know, saying it without saying that, you know, they like his, they believe in his fit next to Allen. Has that changed your opinion on it at all?
2: Um, Kind of. I feel like to start, I think my stand still, <clears throat> my point still stands that just to start, I don't know if the fit will be, you know, seamless. You know, as many people may, may, may think it might be. Um, it's going to take some time before, Al, uh, excuse me, Mobley is really a consistent shooter from the long range Um, another thing that kind of worries me a little bit is just Isaac Okoro alongside Mobley and Allen. I mean, you know, Okoro shot sub 30% from three this season. Are we expecting him to make a a crazy jump from three to be consistent there? I'm I'm not too sure. I I don't really think so. So I feel like to start at least, I think it makes the most sense that Allen still, you know, comes off the bench. Excuse me, Allen. Mobley still comes off the bench. yeah. Yeah. And the Cavs look to add more shooters, you know, to just have that. You can never have too many shooters. That's always great, but I do like the fit long term. Personally, I do believe that Mobley's a four in today's NBA. I mean, he's seven foot, but he is two hundred fifteen pounds. I wrote an article on this, and uh, NBA stats he would be the second lightest seven footer um, behind, uh, or excuse me, in front of Pokushevsky. So, yeah, I, I do like the fit long term, though. I feel like that's that's a it's just a terrorizing front court in the paint. You know, a lot of a lot of block shots.
0: Mm-hmm. And we, we, I think. It's not unreasonable to expect at all that Kevin Love will still be the starting power forward. Uh, again, just because he does provide that spacing and because he's him and, you know, it's just Kevin Love and that's just kind of the way things are right now in Cleveland. But I, I do think, you know, you could kind of see where Mobley's still playing starters minutes off the bench. You know, you can reduce Kevin Love's workload even if he is a part of the starting five uh, and still basically give him the same amount of minutes that you would normally give them if they were flipped. You know, you could still play, you know, Evan Mobley, you could start Evan Mobley and play him 20 minutes. You can do the same thing with Kevin Love. It's it's not to say that, you know, he's not going to be playing a ton. It's just not with that particular group. Um, I do just want to note, too, we've talked a lot about um, Jared Allen and what extensions could look like for him. I have actually been wrong on one thing, uh, you know, throughout our times discussing. And when we were talking about, you know, how... Looking at a potential extension for Allen would likely be, you know, what is reported, at least from Fedor, um, in the $100 million range. Uh, we were kind of looking at, is that over five years? Or is that over four years? I just want to clear up a mistake that I made before. Um, we would be able to extend Jared Allen without using up, like, one of those designated rookie extensions. So mm-hmm. there is essentially no difference between giving him a four-year and a five-year deal just because it's not, like, a rookie extension, like, basically the situation we're in with Colin right now. Mm-hmm. the fact that he is in restricted free agency means you don't have to use like one of those two designated rookie spots to give him that fifth year. So I didn't really realize that at the time. Uh, like I said, that was just a mistake that I had made as far as my assumptions. Uh, so that does make it seem like you know the market for Jared Allen is going to be more in that $20 million per year range, uh, which is a good sign, especially with bringing Mobley. And you're not going to, at least it does, for, based off of what has been reported, um, it's not seeming like... It's not seeming like Jared Allen is going to cost you know like an absurd amount of money in the twenty three twenty four range like we had previously discussed. Um, but I did just want to clear that up because I know I've mentioned that several times on here. Um, Dan, over this past week that we haven't recorded, um, just kind of hearing, you know, everything that's happened, just and you know, hearing some positive things from Mobley out of you know the Cleveland front office. Um, where are you kind of at with him versus Jalen Green? You know, which way are you kind of leaning as far as? Are you still kind of more on the Jalen Green side as far as which one do you prefer? Which one do you think it is right now? I'm just interested to hear where your head's at.
3: Um, I don't know if I'd really prefer either. Um, I think it's kind of an either or. Um, I'd be more than fine with Jalen. Uh, just We don't need to go into gaudy detail. Uh, just a special player. Um, I think both could be generational players. I think that's I don't think it's hyperbole. I think the top three of the draft very well could be. Um, and with I'd be more than fine with Evan um, just because of the multifaceted ways, uh, uh, the multifaceted style. Um, I do buy a shot. I'm, I'm with both of you guys. I think it will come in time. Uh, and I just think based on what Ralph said in the past, uh, most recent podcast, I think it was um, mm-hmm. just kind of, if he gets kind of the green light more to just kind of go to work um, and look for uh, kind of taking, maybe not matchup hunting, but kind of taking advantage. Uh, I think in the mid post, I think he can do a lot of things there. And I think playmaking wise, I, I really buy that. Uh, I, I buy the handle. I think he's, I think the fit with Allen, I think would be more than fine. I think for good stretches. I think, as Andrew said, it's not going to be seamless, but I think just the, I.Q. of him, um, and just uh, from a rebounding standpoint, I know he's slender, but he does rebound the ball well, um, at least positionally. I think he'll be okay. Um, defensively, it's both of those guys can can make a difference for you. Um, his his switchability, his his feel for um, just how to stay vertical. Um, I think he's just a, a, not. Just, I don't want to like overuse the word, but just a rare uh, kind of rim protector guy. Uh, I think he could just cover, up, help cover up for you, um, and I think he could fit in a variety of lineups. And I think earlier on, it's better to have him at the four anyway. But in bench lineups, him at the five, I think he'll be okay. It's not like there's a ton of fives that are you're just gonna like hammer the offense through. So, especially um, not in the second unit. Right, and so, I, yeah, I, again, I'd be more than fine with either of them. Which one do you kind of think,
0: just kind of gut feeling, are you kind of leaning towards right now as far as, like, which one you think will end up falling? It seems like kind I, of everything that, you know, is going on. I'd probably say it I seems like It seems like Evan Mobley is going to be the guy right now. Yeah, it's,
3: it's for right now, yeah, and at least the T-shirts and – uh, should be interesting. I, I can't remember who the guy on Twitter was. Uh, I think it's guy in, like some guy in T- Cavs Twitter that we've kind of interacted with, like Derek or I can't remember. But he basically said like they need to make up the uh, uh, Tower City shirts. I thought that was pretty good.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, overall,
0: though, kind of we, we mentioned Kevin Love there for a minute too. I think it is. We got to talk about Kevin Love a little bit as far as all of this. Um, I guess it, it, it's been a little while now. Obviously, it's been a little while since we have recorded. Um, we got a report from our favorite Cavs reporter, uh, quote unquote reporter, Sam Amico, saying that the Cavaliers have started started to explore uh, Kevin Love trades. It's good to know that they just now started Kevin Love trades. I thought they had been doing that. I thought they had been doing that like the past six years, but apparently they they just started. Um, oh. Exploring, exploring. Not even like you know, just just started exploring, uh, Cavs trades, uh, or, or Kevin Love trades. The Cavs have rather, um, but anyway, according to the Miko report, and again, I don't think these are sourced at all. It just kind of seems like you know fits. Um, New Orleans, Philadelphia, the LA Clippers, the Heat, and the Blazers. Uh, again, reportedly based on Sam Miko. Take that for what you will. Um, have at least been interested in. Kevin Love remotely, uh, whether they would trade for him straight up, I don't think. But um, it seems like the thing is, and why I kind of say that is, it seems like all of these have been destinations that have at least been, like, discussed as, like, potential Sexton and Love packages that could be sent somewhere. Um, Looking at, like, New Orleans, for example, like, Kevin Love, it would make sense to include him for salary matching purposes and package him with Sexton for Ingram. Uh, not that that would be, you know, the, all of the deal, but that's kind of the base of the deal. Uh, same kind of thing for Simmons in Philly. Um, I guess you could kind of say the same for for C.J. McCollum, I guess, in Portland. Again, it's just interest from the Blazers' side. But um, I want to start with just, do any of these teams make, like, serious sense for not including, the, you know, Sexton aspect of it, but just for love? Of those five teams, and I'll start with you on this, Amadu, Is there a team that like jumps out as a team that could actually like use Kevin Love and that would he would fit in well there? Obviously, like his contract isn't going to fit in well with any team. Mm-hmm. But do you see like an on the court fit that is really good out of these teams?
2: I maybe the Pelicans if they want to have Love be their five, but Love is already what thirty two at this point. I don't think he wants. To I honestly don't see any team that that makes sense. To be honest with you. Just because of Kevin Love's injury concerns, I know we can bring you know offensively with his spacing and his playmaking for a power forward, um, his veteran presence. All of that is all nice and dandy, but it it's not worth thirty million dollars that he's getting paid. So, no, honestly, of those five teams, I don't see one that that really makes sense. And but if I did have to pick one, I, I would kind, I would probably, honestly, I'd, I'd probably say the the Pelicans.
0: And I, I do get what you're saying. Where like not, none of these are really great fits. Mm-hmm. Um, like even if you're gonna say okay, we're playing Kevin Love at the five, that means that you're bringing Stephen Adams and Jackson Hayes off the bench, and that yeah. could get kind of messy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't like that one a whole lot either. Um, yeah, you know, you look at Philadelphia again. It would be for Simmons. You're you're going Tobias Simmons, you know, and be um, you know, My I guess on the court that makes there. some sense, but your defense definitely takes yeah, a massive hit. hit. Um, again, in a trade like that, you're probably, you know, sending Sexton as well, maybe. I yeah. don't know. But, you know, that's that's not the defensive lamp that you want. Uh, the Clippers, I have no idea I don't know how, how you the, expect yeah, the Clippers the trade to, to trade for Kevin Love. You know, <laughs> I guess you could kind of throw together Marcus Morris and Patrick Beverly. Um, does that... You know, is that worth it for the Clippers? Like, they have some interesting kind of mid-tier salaries as far as, you know, Ibaka, Rondo. I don't think they'd trade Zubat. But Zubat's, you know, Luke Kennard. Like, there are a group of guys there, but I don't know if Kevin Love is the better of any of the collect of that combination. Um, Dad, when looking at a trade for Kevin Love to the Clippers, like, do you see anything that makes sense there? Um, You know, we talk about you know, packaging Sexton with Love in a lot of these deals. I guess you could potentially do the same in LA. Um, like is, is it in a Paul George deal? I don't know. Can you make any sense of Kevin Love being in LA?
3: Uh, On the Clippers. Not, not, not particularly. <laughs> it's I, I, I'm i not even just going to touch that, honestly. There's just nothing there.
0: No, like I, I, I want to at least try. Like, Zubats, I don't know if you're giving up Zubats for Kevin Love. Maybe you want to get off of Luke Kennard, so maybe you go Kennard and Marcus Morris, if you just don't like those contracts, but then you're just putting Kevin Love on your books and, like, was you, are you sure you'd rather have Kevin Love than... Are you sure you'd rather have Kevin Love than Marcus Morris, especially when it also costs you Luke Kennard? Like, again, for the Clippers, you're not looking too far into your, you know, long-term future. You're kind of focusing on what can win you games right yeah. now, but like, I struggle to see where any of these guys, like, have... Like, where Love has more of an impact than any two slash three of these players. Um, And I guess there is the discussion of you could package Kevin and something and have that kind of, like, Sexton and something and have that be the base of a Paul George deal. But I feel like in that situation, LA would be interested in Sexton. Or Garland, not Paul, not Kevin Love. Like, Kevin Love wouldn't be the piece they're interested in getting back in a Paul George deal. And at this point, after the series that Paul George just had, after the playoffs, really, that Paul George just had, uh, I kind of think, it. again, assuming that Kawhi either opts in or opts out and extends, um, doesn't seem like Paul George is likely on the move this offseason. So, not really sure exactly what we're supposed to do with that. Um, that kind of leads us to this heat deal, though that I want to talk with you about, Dan. Um, did
3: you see the Nikias Duncan thing? Mm-hmm. What did he say? I saw that. He basically just touched on, uh, like, potential landing spots for Colin Sexton.
0: Oh, really? I haven't even – when did that go up? I'm going to say
3: uh, a week a ago. Less, a, little a little less than a week, a week okay. ago. I'm sharing sure it huh. with you right now.
0: Okay, okay. interesting. Were really the Miami Heat of one of the one in there? Yes. Yeah,
3: the Heat were, yeah. Huh.
0: Okay, yeah, I this somehow went past me. But anyway, I think we kind of saw, like, I, I don't even remember who reported it. There's so many Colin Sexton reports at this point, it's hard to keep track of all of them. But uh, that, that the Heat had interest in Kevin Love. Um, yeah, it was somebody Not, in Ke- of, not in Kevin Love, that the Heat had interest in Colin Sexton.
3: Yeah, it, there wasn't really, I, I didn't really see any concrete... Um, Let me see if I I I can't remember. It was like five season sports that reported it, I think. About like this the Heat Sexton thing or whatnot. And but before that though was when Duncan basically touched on them as like a potential fit. And yeah, and... I'm just trying to skim, like, what he said as far as the return. It wasn't really... Well, this is what the return I mean, would it's be. obvious. Yeah, go ahead. It
0: would be, like, again, like a Sexton love It's gotta range. be, like,
3: Dragic and Iguodala. It would be Dragic be and Iguodala,
0: and then... Is there another? Throw I can't like, remember. It, it would oh, hero. Be like Yeah, it would be Hero and, like, Precious Is there Achua. another?
3: Oh, Achua, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Would, it be, I, I would you rather it. have Achua or, uh, uh, like... Uh, what's his name? Um, KZ. Uh, definitely Achu. He's like a Akpala. 4, right? Like a 3-4. He's kind
0: of a 3-4. Achua, I think, is more of a 4-5. Yeah. But I would I would rather have Achua. I'm
3: not, like, crazy high on Akpala. Like, he's not fine, really. but... Yeah. I, I guess both of them are pretty, like, offensively, or you kind of have to... They're
0: offensively kind of like. You got to
3: give them time, I guess, but... Yeah. yeah.
0: But... I I think you kind of know what my take on this trade is going to be, both of you, uh, which is keep Tyler Hero as far away from my basketball team as (laughs) you can. You're not a Um, (sighs) fan. But, Dan, I got to hear, what do you think of this trade as far as, let's just say the deal is Iguodala and, well, Dragic is making so much money. I don't even know if it would have to be Iguodala in there as well. But just whatever salary fill you're getting, say Dragic is the main piece, whatever else gets you there. Um, Well, no, I think you could do Dragic, Iguodala. And hero, and we'll just say precious. Is that a deal that you would even entertain? Uh,
3: well, I guess I mean, all has got to be like a buyout candidate, right? Iguodala, you're probably buying out right I away. I guess yeah. is the whole. Um,
2: Doesn't Iguodala have a uh, team option, right, on his contract? He has a team option yeah, that would have to be picked
0: up and, for the trade to work. Yeah, him and okay. drag Him and Dragish both. Up. They're yeah. they're basically trade ships. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is including Colin, right?
0: Yes, Colin and Lightwood. Like, or, yeah, it has to be, yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, no. I, I I, mean, just wait and see how things progress. I Like, that I just really don't understand exactly. I mean, I get it with Hero, but... I, I, I like Tyro, Tyler Hero more than you, but I'm not, like, obsessed with Tyler Hero. I mean, I'm at least objective. I don't... I think he'd be fine here, but I... I don't know if like giving up Colin for Tyler Hero. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. <laughs> and I, I do understand. I know, mean, because there's no an extent. and they'd also it's it's said in uh, the um, I think five seasons whatever report that mm-hmm. they'd be wanting probably like multiple seconds as well. Miami Which, would. Yes. So yes. Just to take on just to, to take, take on Kevin Lube, Love, I guess for love. But yeah, yeah, I. I, I, I'm good on that. I mean, I guess you, you get t- two years guaranteed a Tyler Hero, right? And, uh, yes. But and then, then you then have rights you to can, match on any offer. There probably would be a ton of rumors to come out after next season with Hero. So What are they going to do with Hero? Yeah, Then you'd have the same, basically, discussion over again. And then that's going to be a guy that would... Well, I, I don't know what kind of offer I mean, they'd be commanding, but it's the cap would be going up. It would be a same kind of scenario where it's like, is this Darius Garland's like long-term running mate again? So, mm-hmm. there's also that element. I, I, I would say no.
0: I guess maybe, I, I don't know, Tyler Hero is a little bit more size. Maybe he's a cleaner fit next to Darius. I don't know. I don't really believe that, but I, I guess well, the he's rationale not a, here is... He's not is, a defender at all. Like, no, he's not at all. at all. No. But the rationale is you get Goran Dragic, like, that is your backup yeah. point guard, and that's a oh, good yeah. backup point guard. Like, that's, that's great. I like Goran Dragic a lot. It is. Um you get off the counts. Right. You, you basically, you get off. Is the he going to he be healthy though? Eh. Is he going to be healthy? And
2: Drogic is already, he ain't getting what, any 35? Yeah, he's already 35. So how many more years And what kind of
3: buy-in been? are you getting from Gore Drogic? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not yeah. saying that the guy isn't going to be bought in, but that's kind of asking a lot. <laughs> yeah. Frankly.
2: Uh, I mean, you're asking to
0: be your backup point guard for a year. Like, I don't think, like you're not relying on him too heavily. It's just, it's over are you going
3: to, f- are you going to flip him anyway? Probably not at that number. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think and. You're trying to push think you're for the looking playoffs at... anyway. Yeah, I don't think you would be
0: flipping them. I think you'd just keep them around for the season. and This is just... That's not... part of the playoff push. But again, like, basically the rationale is you're getting off the Kevin Love contract yeah, yeah. a year earlier and you're getting some production from Goron as well. Like, whatever the level is. It, the, yeah. the main reason here is just to get off that contract a year yeah, earlier. I... The fact that you're getting Goron a little bit out of Goron is just a bonus. And then you're also getting, you know, a, a look at Precious, a look at Hero... Um, but at the same time, I don't think, and we've discussed this before. So who are
3: we? Who are we going to drop if we get if we bring in Precious then?
0: If we bring in Precious, you're probably just saying, well, you're definitely not bringing back Calvin Gailey at that point. No, oh, um, no. You're probably saying goodbye to not, maybe Lamar Stevens too.
3: I would assume, yeah. Probably, I don't know. Yeah. But I I honestly would rather have Stevens. I think I yeah. would. <sighs> It's a they're, they're not I, I really might... offensive. You're not getting anything offensively either way. And at least Stevens I think you get has... more
0: offensively. You get more offensively out of Lamar, I think like on ball than you right. would Precious. Precious is more of you know a finisher around the rim than right. Lamar is. He's a good roller.
3: Yeah, he is. And but... I I I feel like he Miami doesn't exactly allow Biggs to really I mean, I, Bam is is a unique one, but they really historically yeah. have never allowed Biggs to really do anything. I mean, Kelly Olynyk was honestly more of like a perimeter big, anyway. Like, I don't really consider that in the same realm. Mm-hmm. But they don't allow bigs to kind of develop their games along. I, I feel like in that mold, and I don't really know if like the Cavs would be willing to either. I, I just like I'd rather keep them more in that st- in that sense. But I'm definitely not dropping Dean for
0: no. You're a guy that not dropping is Dean not for
3: Precious. really. Not a floor
0: spacer at all, number one.
3: Yeah, I just, I don't even know what, and I'm not saying Precious is, like, a bad player by any means. I just, I don't know what kind of role he would have here. It would just take some kind of, like, unnecessary lineup gymnastics to even bring him back, too.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He'd be playing behind Larry Nance, Kevin Love, Evan Mobley if he's drafted, Jared Allen, Dean. Like, you know, he'd be playing behind all of those guys. Right. So... It, it wouldn't be the best opportunity for him to develop. It would be kind of a similar situation that he was in Miami this last year, where his minutes yeah. were pretty inconsistent. Yeah. But as we've said before, at least as you know, I think all of us have said before. So you'd rather have him in the deal than Uchpolo, right? Yeah, probably. It's kind of the same case as Uchpolo. Like I, I just, I think that it. It is Precious is going to be a better player. Like even if the fit's different, but like I don't think either of them are going to have like any sort of role. Next
3: yeah, year, if they were traded, yeah, that's that's
0: yeah, it's fair. Anyway, the point I was trying to make is, at least the way I see it, at the price of attaching Colin Sexton, it's not worth getting right. off of Kevin Love's contract a year exactly. earlier. It's exactly. just not worth it. As, again, so unless many people you're, don't understand
3: that though. They they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> that's but, the that's the irritating part.
0: And I guess again, you know, if you're somebody who truly believes that Tyler Hero is the next James Harden, then sure, go nuts. You know, take take Tyler Hero. Where are you at on this? Which is this something that you would consider? Like, do you understand no. this from any aspect? Are I, you I, I, all in on Tyler Hero? Are you are you pre-ordering the the Cavs Tyler Hero jersey as we speak? What's going on in your mind?
2: I, I don't understand this move at all. This is this move is so backwards. I just look at it like, okay, I don't understand why the Cavs want to get off. Kevin Loves Money that bad that you're looking to part ways with someone who has a big shot of being a multi-time all-star, you know, with this team, for one. And looking at the potential return, you're getting, what, a year out of Dragic, um, Precious, he's looking to be a career backup. He could mold into something, but like you guys said, the amount of, you know, bigs and forwards we have on his team already, you know, where are the mainstream going to come from? And it's like, Talahiro, I mean... He was put into a situation where, you know, the Heat had a lot of playmakers around him. You know, guys mm-hmm. like Jim Beller and Dragic, of course. Um, and you were able to hide him on defense because, you know, those similar guys, you know, his defense was great. How would he look in a potential situation with the Cavaliers where he'd have more of an on ball role, where he'd be required to do more on defense? I don't know. I mean,
0: at the same time, though, I mean, you're mentioning Gor- Goran Dragic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't believe I'm actually going to be like pro-Tyler Hero for a second, but just bear with me. Um, I kind of view, and it's not to the same extent, I think that Goran Dragic is a better defender than Darius Garland, but they're mm-hmm. kind of in the same role as far as, you know, what you're getting out of them defensively. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, you can kind of compare Isaac Okoro and Jimmy Butler a little bit as far as, you know, what, what you're asking them to do on defense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, is it how, how different is it as far as, you know, what he would be asked to do, Tyler Hero, on the defensive end in
2: Miami compared to Cleveland?
0: Well, I mean...
2: It's just those guys are more, you know, along. Like, of course, Okoro is going through just a second season, you know. For sure. Jimmy Beller is, what, 30 at this point? Bam and Abouzin is, what, 32? 32, okay. Mm-hmm. I think Bam is in his fourth year, I want to say. Third or fourth year. Either way, I mean, we see his defense. They had Iguodala. Um, they had uh, Trevor Ariza. Um They just had a, a lot of a lot of nice bodies, you know, to throw around uh, Talahiro when need be. So, that's a point. And it's like, we've seen the Heat. They tried, you know, Talahiro. Uh, more on ball this season, and it didn't, it didn't really work. work at, yeah, so I uh, I would just pass honestly. I don't I don't I don't see a world where that move makes sense at, at all.
3: His playmaking is is not bad. I think that's it's not kind bad. Of yeah, but undersold a little bit. But mm-hmm. it is it was. I mean, the assist rates were a little bit juice because of as you alluded to the mm-hmm. more on ball on yeah. ball um, responsibility, um, but. Yeah, I, is it an upgrade? You're you're ask and another reason is you're asking a lot of you're putting a lot of undue pressure again mm-hmm. in this situation on a guy in Tyler Hero. That I mean, you're you're asking to be your shot hunter from pretty much day one,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and I, obviously, I mean, we know Tyler Hero is not going to have a problem with that, but it's again, it's it's a lot to ask of him, and I mean, he's not going to be like. He gives effort defensively a lot of it. And similarly to Colin, I mean, and he is bigger, but it's not like he's long. I mean, I think he—I think his wingspan actually is like a, an inch less. And I don't know if it, like help defense wise, kind of, eh. um, it's yeah. Again, this this is not yeah. He's six five, and his wingspan is six foot three. I mean, that's just bad luck. That's but, bad. Uh... But that that's that's about as bad as you're gonna get. I don't think I've ever seen anything that negative. Collins is
0: six six. By the way, it is. It is.
3: No. Nobody ever. Nobody, nobody ever talks about that. like good Ever says anything about that? Like a six a, a two guard with a six six wingspan is not like odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that there there's that too.
2: Yeah. I also want to add that. Three. Good lord. Does this make the Cavs better for next season? Because Dragic is no. a guy who yeah no. no. Like, I Absolutely think, not. Exactly. So, Drogic is a You're getting who's... off of the
0: Kevin Love deal. That's where you get better. Is is flexibility a year earlier. That's the benefit you're getting here.
2: Yeah, no, and no, unless again, like...
0: you're a, the biggest Tyler Hero fan in the world, no you're not getting
2: better. Uh, I, I just don't.
3: But the don't... problem is, I mean, I get the the flexibility stuff, but everybody wants to say like when are the Cavs going to be good? When are the Cavs going to be good? Exactly.
0: This is not this is, not, this is making <laughs> it it not it
2: help at all at all. Like
3: whatsoever.
0: So, yeah, if you're impatient, this is not the move for you. Um yeah, I, here's my question for you, Dan. What are what chance does Tyler Hero have of being better than Colin Sexton? We'll go with our we'll go with our percent chances. What percent chance does Tyler Hero
1: uh, have of I'm, being better
0: than Calvin I'm a
3: little higher on him than you guys are. I, I do think he's a very versatile offensive player. Um I, I really like his off movement shooting. Um, I think the playmaking. I think he's. It's a little bit more of a plus. I think there there is some vision there. Um, but I'll say I think 25. there's some vision. I'll there say twenty five. I'll, I'll say twenty five. Yeah, I mean it's it's a little further along than Colin because a lot of the time in high school he did play one. Yeah. That's why. And, I mean he at. physically has more vision. That's
2: like honestly about well, it.
3: yeah, yeah, that's fair. But I'm saying twenty five.
2: Twenty five. I'm I'll say like I don't ten, maybe fifteen. My thing is this I just keep having to go back on just Harold's put into such a, a great position yeah. to succeed. Oh, yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. Colin was just thrown well, not really thrown to the fire, but the team he's had around him, his his first three seasons has has been horrendous. Yeah. Nothing short of run. And oh, okay. he's still he's still been consistent. He's still been able to put up these these all star level numbers that we see him do. Uh there was a stat out there that said what he was the most Double team player this season, and yet he's still able to put up 24 points per game. Yeah, I mean, he was fissioned. like in the he was like fourth most. Oh, fourth like most. Yeah, okay, right. but still able to put up you know 24 efficient numbers. It's it's impressive. So that that's my, that's the only gripe with me. I I, I don't think honestly that that Hill will be a better player than than Kyle. So Sands.
0: are you going 10 or 15? Or are you going to go in the middle and say 12 and a half?
2: I'll go 10. I'll go 10.
0: Go 10. Yeah, I'm going to give it a solid six. Mm, Anything's okay. possible. I'll give it six percent chance yeah. that. Colin Sexton has a worse career than Tyler Hero. Again, I could be wrong on Tyler Hero. That's a real possibility. Maybe Colin. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna. Really... Uh,
3: yeah, you make fair points. I'm gonna revise mine to 19. Go ahead, okay. 19.
0: Okay, 19. that's that's so splitting got... the
3: difference between what I said. I mean, almost splitting the difference, not exactly. And then his jersey number. So that's not that <laughs> seems well, about right. I couldn't then, go, quite go to 20 either. So I had to go yeah. with that. Okay. 20 didn't seem right.
0: So 19, 10, and 6. So, either way, we don't think that Colin Sexton will have a worse career than Tyler Hero. So why trade Colin Sexton yeah. for Tyler Hero? <sighs> anyway, let's move on to Portland. Portland is the other team here uh, that we're talking about. Um, obviously, Portland has been a team that has been rumored to have some interest in Kevin Love for a while now. Um, obviously, I feel like that was the one that almost happened at one point. Uh, Never ended up happening. Obviously, Kevin Love from the area has mentioned that he would like to play in Portland. So there's your there's your source as far as Miko saying, yeah, the Portland Trailblazers are interested in Kevin Love.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but again, I, I think you can kind of say the same thing here as far as, like I said earlier, a package of Kevin Love and Colin Sexton for, for CJ McCollum. Uh, again, I don't think that makes very much sense. Um, you're trading Colin for what you fear Colin will become in a... million player that isn't really good enough to be your second best player maybe not even your third best player. Uh, Why not just pay Colin at that point and hope that he gets better than McCallum? I don't know. Um, But that's where the other question comes in. And I guess before, other than Damian Lillard, Amadou, do you think that there is another package, whether it's Colin and Kevin or just Kevin, as a way that you could get Kevin Love to Portland?
2: Hmm, I don't think so. Honestly, I feel like all of the big contracts that Yusuf have are gone. Last year, you could have said maybe like uh, actually, you couldn't have even really said that anyway. But like Kevin Love me for like Hassan Whiteside, but obviously Hassan's not there anymore. Like it would just mm-hmm. it would just have to be unless it'd be
0: like Covington, Covington and Derrick Jones, Jones. Yeah. and
2: Nurkic. Yeah, and it's it just gets to be too much that. I just don't think that the Trailblazers would look to do that, honestly. So
0: is there even a sliver of possibility that they look to move, you know, that cluster of guys, Dan, yeah, for Because so. Norman Powell is gonna opt out. I'm assuming Derek Jones is probably gonna opt in. Um, you know is it worth it for <laughs> for Portland to move on from two starters and Derek Jones to bring in Kevin Love?
3: Tough question for you to answer there, Dan. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, that's banking on Kevin Love being active. So, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even yeah. not even touching that.
0: I do just want to discuss Damien Lillard. Um, just because, why not? There have been Damien Lillard rumors. We've talked about every other star out there. Um, Amadou, if and only if Damien Lillard were made available... Could the Cavaliers get in the discussion? Obviously, Kevin Love could be used as salary match. Um, if you're blowing it up, I don't even think you care that much about that. Uh, if you're Portland um, taking on Kevin Love's money, obviously you have plenty of assets that you know could be interesting to Portland. Whether it is Colin Sexton, you know Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro, uh, the number three pick this year, future picks. Um, do you think that the Cavaliers could? Could and should even get into the discussion of Damian Lillard because I'm sure there are other teams out there that could put together put together a better offer than we could. But do you think it's even worth
2: like? Do you think it's worth trying to get into the conversation for Damian Lillard if you're the Cavs? Uh, I, I don't. I don't think so at all because I feel like, like you said, other teams can definitely offer more than the Cavs. And for the Cavs to have a slight chance at getting Damian Lillard, I feel like you have to part ways with Colin Sexton and the third pick this year, and that's just. There's just no way you do that for the Cavaliers. So, honestly, I, I don't see a realm of possibility where this happens. And Damian is a great, great player. But, for one, I don't know if he'd want to be here. And two, just, you would have to make corresponding moves to turn this team back into a contender. So, I feel like if you trade for Dame, let's just say hypothetically speaking, you know, they take, you know, Kevin Love, Sexton, the third pick, and future picks. Would that you, be enough? So would you have to put it in like Garland or something? I well? don't think so. I feel I feel like love, like like maybe like um, you know the the pick swaps and the picks that teams love to do. I feel like that could get it done along with the third pick and Kalex Suston. Maybe I'm not. That's if that's if Dame
0: wants out again. Yeah, like does like Dame, Dame want? Yeah, exactly. does Dame want out? And if he wants out, does he want to come
2: to Cleveland? No. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't think so. But as I was saying, you'd have to make corresponding moves, so you'd probably have to look to add another all-star level player and it yeah, it's, it's just it just gets to be too much I don't think I, I I just don't don't see it for for the Cavaliers for Dame honestly
0: Dan is there a way that the Cavaliers could get into the Dame conversation and do you think they should do you think it would be worth it if you're giving up like all of your I, assets I, I, to do so <laughs> yeah
3: no I don't um but I do have a, a trade maybe exploratory trade here mm-hmm. okay it's a three teamer though okay um, given the King's like situation I feel like they're kind of more than willing to granted there was a rumor put out there or a, a recent report of um, I think like a discussion between Ben or Philly um, involving Ben Simmons uh, from mm-hmm. I think his name's Landon Buford okay. uh, just is a in aside but The offer I have is the Cavs take in Harrison Barnes, Roko, and obviously this is not going to happen, but it would have been Nurkic. And then the Blazers get Love, and then our uh, next year's pick, Lottery Protected, and then the Kings would get Jetty, uh, (coughs) Jetty, Prince, or Jenny and Prince, and then they would also get Anthony Simons and then uh uh or, or the uh the twenty twenty four first and then uh a second on top of that. So To so the Kings obviously, the first and the second? Yeah, the Kings would get a first okay. and a second, yeah. Like a future first and second. Mm-hmm. Obviously this isn't gonna happen, but I don't know if there's some alternate universe they'd be interested in it or both of these teams. Who knows? Um, but I get like the only reason I bring it up is given that the Blazers, I mean, Nurkic. How viable is he in postseason play? Is he ever healthy? I don't know. Is Nurkic um, going
0: to be our backup center? Again,
3: this is not going to happen, but possibility. And then obviously Roko, I it was just like a throw throwing. But I
2: mean, really, this trying. is a
3: fantastic trade for the
0: Cavs. Like oh, again, yeah, definitely the depth of, you're getting off of yeah. Love, you're getting Harrison Barnes and Covington to add to your wing rotation. You're getting yeah, Lucas's this, this isn't going to happen. Yeah. This Point B. It's not going to happen. Bro. Like, just, no, it, the, the, the Trailblazers are kind of getting screwed here. They're taking on Love and only getting a next year's lottery protected pick. I mm-hmm. you you're gonna have to need to send some serious assets. Portland's way in this situation. Yeah, there think. would be
3: more added to it. I mean, a bunch of a bunch of twos as I, well. I think you're going
0: need to need need to do more than a bunch of twos. You might need to add like at least one more first, honestly. Yeah, that cuz like they gave up two first rounders for for Covington and you're not going to get that back. But when you're yeah. looking at the return for Covington and the return for Simons and the return for Nurkic, like those being, are all guys who can net positive things. The and you're taking Cavs, on love, which means Blazers assets.
3: situation would have to be at least a three team. It would have to be a three teamer. Yes, I agree with that. I mean, at minimum, that's that's all I'm trying to say. This is obviously not going to happen, but I I don't know how much. I just I don't know how much the Blazers are going to factor into the playoffs anyway from here. And it's just like one that doesn't involve CJ McCollum is is the only thing. Mm-hmm. That's fair, yeah. And I, I just feel like they they're gonna need to use Roko in some some deal at some point. No, I mean I, he's a he's
0: a positive value player. I think on a reasonable contract, you can definitely yeah. if 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 you don't look to contend next year, if you don't look to compete, you can definitely get something solid for him. You would think.
3: Yeah, maybe. I don't know, maybe they work something out for Ben Simmons. I, I don't know what the framework that would be is exactly I mean, that's right probably now, in either... It's obviously McCollum, but... Or if you blow up... If, if Lillard
0: wants out, maybe you can yeah, structure yeah, something yeah. around that. But right. it, it'd probably be McCollum. I, I don't hate that trade for either team. I mean, I don't really love it for either team either. Uh, CJ is obviously a cleaner fit in Philadelphia, but do you love the idea of a CJ McCollum, Seth Curry backcourt um I don't know. Questions to answer for both of those teams, but we'll move on. Uh unless either of you have another destination for Kevin Love that you want to talk about quickly.
3: Um is it the Kings? I mean, is it the Kings? I feel like they let's might look at the they, they the Kings should be I feel like the Kings or Magic should be teams that are hmm. willing to rent money right now for picks. Mm-hmm.
0: How many picks are you willing to give up for Kevin? I, I, I'm trying to come up with is
3: you're Orlando, viable.
1: Like...
3: I feel like Orlando is a sneaky team that could maybe have interest in something like that. Is it going get... to be for, like, Gary Harris? Yeah, that's, that's kind of like, would what you I'm do thinking.
0: Gary Harris and... I don't know. But, again, how much are you giving up to get up? Alone? Yeah, I, I'm i not sure. Like, I, I, I almost feel like... When we talk about Kevin Love being a buyout candidate in Cleveland he would certainly be a bio candidate in Orlando where you're, you're prioritizing yeah, Jonathan sure. Isaac and Wendell Carter. Um, I don't think Kevin Love would like, I mean, he'd be in the rotation, but Kevin Love, the role that Kevin Love would want, he would not be hitting in Orlando undoubtedly. And he would not be in the situation that he would want. Would either.
3: we have to package a, a one with love in that? Definitely. Um, yeah. Almost like, undoubtedly. Would you do that if it's our next year's pick? Unprotected? Or, uh, it would be lottery protected for Gary is Harris that enough, though? and and Ross. I, I, I'm not sure, but they seem to be definitely not your there, There's Ross been plenty well. of there's been plenty of rumors about Ross though. Oh, the there guy, have been.
0: But again, Ross is someone with value and you're taking on you're bringing back Ross and your Gary Harris and you're only sending one lottery protected pick. I feel like now well, if you're talking about unprotected, that, that's where thinking you get that, a conversation.
3: I'm thinking that uh, lottery pick. Obviously, this is this is just a framework, and then yeah, mm-hmm. to tw- uh, like basically the picks elsewhere in 2022, like the two round or the second rounders. Uh, is that a possible? Like, do they hang up the phone? I, I don't know, but <laughs> I, I think mean, it's the magic. Not, at least they're not going anywhere right now. Maybe. I don't know, maybe you get something out of love. I, I don't know, but I don't like what what kind of value are Gary Harris and Terrence Ross gonna have? Terrence Ross I definitely think has value Gary He might,
0: Harris, he might. Like, I think fair, Terrence Ross, like you could reasonably net two second round picks for Terrence Ross. Yeah, Gary I'm Harris just saying he's
3: he's probably Solomon has mentioned. does he have the same value of Evan Fournier, which was two second round picks? I think he might. He might. He might, but I don't I think Fournier's Better player. I do too, but considering
0: the situations both of them are in, I think I mean Terrence Ross is on a lower deal and he's under control for two more years. I think that has something to, you know, factor into it. Yeah, that is. But um For sure. I don't know. It's, I it's think food the for the problem thought, with though. that is I think I feel like if you were to move that lottery protected first so, and turn worry, that into and... a top five protected first, that's where you get into the conversation with Orlando maybe.
2: Maybe. Top five. I just... I don't know if that's... You're you're saying a
0: non-lottery pick for Kevin Love. Like, you're not going to trade a non-lottery pick and move Kevin Love. That's that's, just not how this is going to go.
2: That's that's crazy.
0: That's just not how it's... Like, for a team to take on Kevin Love, you can't just attach a late first. You're going to have to attach more. That's kind of my point. What'd you do... Yeah, well,
3: I'm just thinking, like, the Magic are... Cratering out at this point, they have to, and I, I don't. I mean, I like Terrence Ross, but Garrett Harris shouldn't net you nothing, like zero. No, I shouldn't. And Raw, I, I don't think he's Ross would take a ton. I really don't. And no, I don't either. I mean, the, only discussed it here before. I, the only reason I, the only reason I bring it up with love, I mean, they they don't have any floor spacing bigs like even like semblance of it. And it's a nice, it's like a nice guy to honestly have. To it, maybe he realizes like the situation he's in.
1: I mean, they have
3: some pieces. Like they, they're really not like if he comes into them, can help a guy like Isaac as shoot as a shooter. I-, I really think could actually make a difference for Mo Bamba. Like I, I don't know, it's it's something they might consider. I, I don't think it, sh- it really should take that much. I mean, I get that I he has two years. But they're not doing anything in terms of adding talent in those years anyway. And then I'm you still
0: can, asking for more than a non-lottery first. I don't know what love gets you at this point, though. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. like, To take on love, I need more than a, than a lottery protected first. If you're but Orlando I, and you're saying, we'll take love, we want more than a lottery protected first. Well, what's what, more than? What's more, then? Top five protected. Maybe that gets you into the conversation. Maybe another pick, but I, I don't think I, just I'm one... I'm just trying to
3: think of what the Cavs might consider doing. Like, maybe top ten.
2: I was going to say top ten.
3: I, I, I think revising it to that is not, like, unheard of. Yeah. No. I
0: still don't think that's enough for Orlando. I also do don't it. know but if, it, is, it is an interesting destination, though.
2: I don't know if Orlando would do that, honestly. Just because, I don't think like we would. say, like, obviously they're not looking to do anything, but they already have a Kiki who's a 3-4. Jonathan Isaac is a 3-4, um... Both yeah, just, are going to draft guess. either Kamingo or Barnes. Yeah, Kamingo or Barnes, who are three, four. So I, I, I don't, I don't. There's, there's a ton of minutes to go, but I, I don't know. Unless they're looking to wave, you know, love immediately, and then it's like, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so, honestly. Well, I just,
3: I don't know what kind of future they can honestly bank on with Jonathan Isaac at this point.
2: do I mean, you think so? He just gives. There's old. I,
3: I really like Isaac as a player in terms of skill set. I think it's, it's honestly mm-hmm. tantalizing, but. There's just so much question with him. I don't know if he, he'll ever be healthy. And Okiki, I, I really like, but I, I I can't say that there isn't any injury concern. And I, I just think both of those players specifically could... I, I really do think in, in the situation he's in right now, like, I, I do think Love can help guys as shooters. Like, I think he... If he's... At healthy. this point, based... Like, if he can be healthy, I think it actually makes a difference. Like... And uh, defensively, they do have some pieces. Like, how good? I don't do you know. Maybe they wouldn't be. Maybe next they, year be, maybe they want want won't Kevin be Love as. Maybe they won't be as bad as I think they'll be. But I don't know. I feel like Weltman might might consider it. I, I don't know. But we can move on. I am still fully on board with trading Terrence Ross or trading for
0: Terrence Ross if you're the Cavs. Um, I mean, Terry, more seconds, I think is still a deal that's out there. Is that yeah. Just forget the whole love mess. Like, I, I still, that, that's one of my, that might be my favorite offseason Cavs trade is Tari and Prince in two seconds for Terrence Ross. We've discussed that before, but yep. looking at the Kings, I don't know. We've discussed the Kings too. Like, is it Buddy Heald? Do the Cavs want Buddy Heald over, like, do you want to take on the extra year of Buddy Heald? I don't.
3: I have no interest in the yield at all, whatsoever.
0: Like, no. It's just so okay. much overlap. Is it Marvin Bagley? Like, there's... I don't know if there's anything there with the Kings, but, um... I the only thing know,
1: I'd unless be Barnes is, is Barnes. Yeah. And, yeah,
0: and you're going to have to give up a lot and, to get Barnes yeah, and, and, and they're give they're up Kevin give, Love. That seems like it's the one guy they're not... You're talking up, about, like, up. three first-round picks if you want to trade love for Barnes. Oh,
2: for... Okay, for... Okay, okay, okay. Hmm.
0: Like, that's... That's just not worth it. But, um... Let's move on to Bleacher Report trades. Gotta love Bleacher Report trades. Uh, got two of them this week uh, to work on. Danny, you sound excited. Uh, which one should we do first, the Celtics or the Suns?
3: I'll let you, you pick. You can go either one; doesn't matter. Now, I
0: want you to pick. Which one? Uh, the Tristan Thompson homecoming or yeah, the, the Jalen Smith? You can just start with that. Okay, let's go with the Celtics. Bleacher Report put out, like, one off-season trade for every team in the NBA. A couple of them included the Cavs. Uh, the first of being, with the Celtics, Tarion Prince for Tristan Thompson, Carson Edwards, and the 45th overall pick. Amadou, I'll give you the floor on this one to start. I want to hear what you have to say.
2: Honestly, yeah. i I, I definitely do this trade. Um, it's It's... Actually, semi-realistic one from breach Report. We've seen the many trades that you know, we talked about on this pod. But like you said, the homecoming for Tristan Thompson. I don't know if Tristan Thompson fits with the Celtics. I don't know. It just seemed throughout the entire season, it just seemed like he was never just the guy that they envisioned he would be when they signed him. No. So, yeah. So, I think, honestly, either way, I think they might look to part ways with him. Um, so, yeah, I'm all for that homecoming. Are you getting Carson Edwards? So, you're taking a look, a flyer on a guy who... Doesn't even play much for, for that team, honestly. Um, they'll probably look to add, you know, another guard anyway, this offseason somehow. You already have Payne Pritchard on the team, another young guard, um, who's risen. Or maybe Marcus Smart can be that, you know, the starting guard for you. Who knows? Either way, I feel like Carson Edwards is kind of an outcast. And they got a lot of those type of guys where, you know, they taken and those young guys like, um, uh, Romeo Langford is just another one. Those, they just don't have the minutes for those guys. So you're gonna have to look to honestly part ways with them. I feel like, at the very least, um, Carson Edwards could be a charge candidate. Uh, I'm, I'm not You're so still sure. going to have
0: to give him a roster spot, though. Yeah,
2: yeah. that too. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's worthy of one, honestly, um, in, in my opinion. And then the, the pick, you can take another farm another guy, honestly. So, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely do this trade if I was a Cavaliers.
0: I'm going to go ahead and say no here. Um Just again, because you're getting into a roster-crunch situation with this team to where... Okay, let's say you waive Dotson, uh, you don't bring back Delvadova, and you bring in Gale. So, that leaves you with three additional roster spots. Um, We'll say that Carson Edwards fills one of those, uh, the second-round pick fills one of those, and our third overall fills one of those. That basically that that means that is your roster unless you waive, uh, Dean Wade or Lamar Stevens. Okay, you probably have an extra roster spot because of Isaiah Hartenstein opting out. But that's just I think that at that point you're just giving too many roster spots to those fringe guys, being Carson Edwards, being you know the yeah. the maybe you could you know convert that you know late second into a two way guy uh, mm-hmm. that that actually would make a little bit more sense uh, basically to take Jeremiah Martin's spot. But I'll like. The way I feel about it is, I'm not terribly interested in rostering Carson Edwards at this point.
2: You know um, what? Um, I just want to say really quickly, I I might I, I think I'm shifting over towards what you said because Carson Edwards is what five eleven, and even if he does you know kind of break out, I guess what is his peak minutes on his team? Is he even a microwave score? That's yeah, that's off the so,
0: bench. That is his like if he reaches his peak, that is it exactly. And that's
2: the thing that kind of has me. Not sort of worse, but why I'm kind of hesitant on the Cavs potentially looking to add a guy like maybe like a Sharif Cooper, just because we've are, we already have two, you know, small, you know, guards. So if we bring another one off the bench, unless it's like you know like a TJ McConnell, but you know he excels on the defensive end. What are they capped out out when it comes to minutes? You know, if, are we using another pick on mm. for for example Sharif Cooper? Are we using or are we looking to get back in the first round to get him for him to be capped out at say? 15, 20 minutes a game out, I don't think that's a move that the cash look to make, honestly. So, yeah, I I definitely would agree with you that maybe I'd be hesitant to make this trade. Or, I mean, maybe they might be more willing to part ways with Romeo Langford over Carson Edwards. I'm not too sure. But, yeah.
0: If it it were to be Romeo Langford, that that would get you more into the conversation. I don't think they would be. Yeah. Uh, Especially with with trading Kemba Walker away, they're going to be relying, I think, more heavily on Romeo Langford to play a role next year. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he's further along, considerably further along than Carson Edwards as far yeah. as like being ready to play rotation minutes. Yeah. But um, the other thing you have to consider is the fact that Tristan Thompson means you're not bringing Isaiah Hartenstein back. Mm-hmm. What would you rather yeah. do there? Um, there's the sentimental value of Thompson, but outside of that, like, would you rather have him than Hartenstein? Well, uh, I- Hartenstein probably on a lower number as well, mm-hmm.
2: even though it is only one year for Tristan. I was assuming that... If the Cavs do look to take Mobley, I feel like you you'd be okay with letting Hardenstein walk. Either way, as long as you can get a, you know a, a solid backup, and I guess that's what Tristan Thompson is at this point.
0: That's fair. That's fair to assume. Yeah. Um, I think, especially if you, were, it, it would get complicated there with Hardenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Mobley were to be drafted, and we can talk later about you know more what type of role would he have. Yeah, but.
3: Dan, where are you at with a trade like this? Does it make sense to you? No. <laughs> um, the 45 even in a deep draft. Uh I'm not even like how many really really young players do you want like in your rotation at this point? Yeah. Um Carson Edwards is honestly another one. Uh and is a nat and frankly defensively is nothing. <laughs> um I'm done on that. I'd rather just try to find a way you can maybe like move Dylan Windler and cash for a second round pick for Jason Preston or something. Uh yeah, I, I again I value Prince. I think I uh, like I'd rather not just like give like Tristan Thompson, I'm just done on at this point. Like I'm like mm. I don't I don't want to touch it. Like I'm completely done on that. Um like I'd way rather have Hartenstein back. I, I get that there's Stuff going into it, if with Mobley, whatever, yada yada. Um, but I also look at it as if you do draft Mobley, maybe you end up not bringing Allen back or matching it, whatever, and you do bring Hartenstein back. Like to me, Hartenstein is a far better option as a backup center to me than Tristan Thompson. I don't even think it's really close. And Tom, like Thompson's a still a gritty player, but he's kind of injury prone at this point in his career. Um, offensively, like I I, I appreciate what he did here. It's a really good screener, still. I'm not denying that. And offensive rebounding wise, still is productive. Um, there's yeah the sentimental stuff, leadership stuff, whatever. Okay. Um, but I, I think I'd rather just in in regards to Edwards or the 45th pick, whatever. I'd rather just bring in a, like a a backup point guard, or I'd rather if you're Gonna end up dealing Prince, uh, yeah. This is just just too many roster spots in, involved in this in this thing for me, and yeah. none I'm, of those three to me are at all attractive whatsoever. I mean, at, at forty five, who are you gonna get? You're you're looking well. At, I, it could be a, pl- a real player down the road, be. but it's not. Given how young they are already, you're not going to actually. Play that you're problem. not relying on them the anytime yeah.
0: soon. You're looking yeah, at guys that's like Kessler, Edwards, BJ Boston. Uh, actually, I was you know, maybe say Jason Kessler
3: Preston. Edwards. That was good. That would be good.
0: Mm-hmm. He, he, I, I mean, he those are interesting a,
3: guys on a two way contract. He could be no, a I'd really. Be or like, if that were to happen, he could honestly end up being like a. Down the road, like if he's in the right situation, like a Mikhail Bridges type. Maybe a Mikhail Bridges type.
0: Like, that's, you're talking about, uh...
3: Well, he's a little bit
0: bigger, I mean... You're talking about Kessler? At this point, yeah. But offensively... I guess I can kind of see it.
3: Offensively, there's a little, there's, I think, some real on-ball stuff there, but not, I mean, defensively is not, does not have near the feel right now, obviously. No. I mean, he's a good shooter, but... Oh, he's, that shot, I think, is real, but he's mm-hmm. probably going to be in the G League for a good bit, initially. No, I would um, like Kessler Edwards. I, I don't. I think
0: he's gonna get drafted. But if you were to fall out of the draft, does he get drafted maybe,
3: before forty fifth? Mm, he very well could. I think he could. Very well could. Maybe like um yeah. could be like a
2: mid thirty guy. Maybe like mm-hmm. a I'm not sure Herbert Jones potentially. I feel like that'd be another good one. That's oh, he's another, another one too. He's that. really.
3: Yeah, I feel like he is made for Canton though, just because of the Alabama thing. Yeah, I think. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like Herb Jones. I think actually defensively he's he's a real player, but. Um, and really good in transition. Like he can finish really well as a heavy player, but it's going to be a bit before he's an NBA
2: contributor, likely. Yeah, and also I don't know. I mean, but he's already twenty-two. He's a, 22. he was a senior. A senior, he was he was actually, senior. so yeah. He, yeah, he's a graduate he Could maybe yeah. look at
0: like Sandro Mamo Maybe I don't know. Maybe there's there's,
3: there's some, some guys there that are some possibles that you may might consider, but. The point is the Cavs are not at the point where they need another guy like that right
0: now. No. And if they do, it's looking at him in a two way spot and you're not like actively seeking out that asset. Right. It's it falls out of the draft. That's not exactly cashing
3: in, I don't think.
0: I I don't either. Um, I don't. I think if if you're the Cavs you're looking more into future second rounders that, you know, you can use as as assets more though more so than actually drafting the player now. Alright, well, well, we'll wrap up there on the uh, the Celtics trade. We'll move over to the Suns one, which includes Larry Nance and Jetty Osmond. Uh, <laughs> I don't love the Celtics one. I like this one even less. Um, it's Larry Nance and Jetty Osmond for Dario Saric, who okay, interesting player. Jalen Smith, the 10th overall pick, Mr. Jalen Smith, and the 29th overall pick. Dan, I'm going I'm to go to you this on this one first. Um, like I said, personally, I like this one even less than the other one, but I want to hear what you have to say. I don't
3: know if I like it less um, because Jetty at this point, it's a crapshoot. I still think that he can be a solid player for you. I do believe there is something there. In um, this year when he's maybe more acclimated to a bench role, I think he could honestly, I think it could be work out better for him. Um, there's probably gonna be rumors with him, I, I would imagine anyway, but um does uh, again, I, I I buy the playmaking from him. I think he has feel there. Um, so he could have some some interest. who knows? we'll see keep monitoring it. but, yeah, with Nance, um, obviously last season wasn't was when he wasn't ideal, but when he plays, um, when he did play whatever. Uh, started off really well. I think, again, we, we know there's going to be interest with Nance. He's a guy that is a team first guy. He can affect games in a variety of ways. Can start, can come off the bench ideally and be an impact player for you. Um, Jalen Smith, I, I don't know. I think there's real potential there. I mean, I'm not denying that. I just, again, he's just, I mean, he was, his nickname was Sticks. I, I, I don't really know if he can be, like, a viable backup five for you. Um, well, it's, yeah, okay, it's, so th- it's hard this is my to say. thing. With... I'm not giving up Hardy, basically, like, having just no. dropping him for that.
0: This is my thing with, with Jalen Smith, Dan, is you have What's someone here who... It can't... It, it's it can't like really be the fourth. It's a, it's a slightly better version than Fiondu Ducatangeli, where you're yeah, looking probably. at a guy who can't really guard the perimeter is kind of soft inside, is undersized inside. I like um, the offense, though. It's definitely further along as a shooter. That's than what Kevin I'm thinking. DLA, but, like, that's what you're getting back for Larry Nance? I,
3: I would have liked yeah. this, or I guess I wouldn't have liked this before, but I would have liked Smith maybe, like, last off season. Not a tenth overall, but... Yeah, but, if Yeah. It, 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 this, it, for this team, no, it wouldn't work. Especially... Factoring in that you could very well get Evan Mobley, so that's not – that you can't have those two on the same – and Dario Sarge I, I like as a player, but it's kind of up and down. Um, defensively, there's really nothing there. No, there's uh, nothing there. And offensively, if, in this situation, I, I mean, can't, can't he be like a pick-and-pop guy? I, I like his passing. Moves without the ball pretty well, but it, again, it's just kind of up and down. And is in a really good situation right now, and still has ups and downs. So it's, ugh. and then the ninth pick. I, I do think there's again there's value there, but again, it's another. You're just you're giving away guys that you know are rotational players for you. Well, Jenny, I think I think we can consider that. And as He's least still familiarity level, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I, I wouldn't do it. I'm, I'm with you. No, you, I mean, again,
0: we've looked at Larry Nance's trade value in the past and said, you know, I think if you were to get offered two first round picks, you definitely consider it for Larry. Like that's that's obvious. We do. Those are considering, you know, those are later firsts. Um, you're looking at one that's first fair. round pick that is 29th overall, yeah, and Jalen Smith. Thinking. Yeah, you're not thinking Jalen Smith either. Now, I I get that you're getting Dario, and that's an interesting fit. um, It is interesting, yeah. Behind Mobley and Allen. Uh, Like, I I think he would be a playable guy. But can he play at all at the 5? I think he has to play at the 5. Dario? Yeah. He played basically all his minutes at the 5 this year. He doesn't really play
3: the 4 anymore. Well, I'm just thinking, like, with a potentially non-spacer at the 4 with him. This is a real kicker. I because, think again. I think he'd well. Have, I guess I don't it, think you does can he play? play the four can really. he play at all with Kevin Love though? Yeah, yeah I think I think Ooh, it would. I don't work sort of. You're giving up a lot of a lot at the other end. I don't know.
0: You are, but
3: There's I can It's not something that no. There's no. There is not. I mean, Dario um, better be shooting it well in this sense yeah. I think, and like, that, that it, was, it's just it's hard. To that's say. what you'd be We're relying getting, on. Yeah, and I don't know this.
0: I mean, to eat minutes in the regular season, yes, I think you could play Dario and Kevin. Now, when it matters, no, you don't. I, I also don't think you'd have to. I think if you have, you know, Mobley there, like you don't have to go to those lineups ever, especially when it matters. Yeah, but um, yes. But at, the, at but the end of the day, also, I would just rather have Larry Nance than
3: than yeah, Dario. Yeah, at least Nance. I mean, we do see the shot. Like we we have yeah. seen it. It's like a, at least as a catch and shoot guy. I mean, it's it's. I think it's pretty viable when he's healthy. So, I'm going to wear on all this.
2: Yeah. Go you on. know, Justin, we, we had talked about this trade briefly, you know, before the pod started. And in the entire, like, hour or so we've been recording, I've just liked it less and less and less <laughs> and less and less. And less. I, You're I, not I, on you you the Jalen Smith bandwagon? No. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I think he, he can be, you know, a solid NBA player. But same same ordeal with, um, who were we discussing earlier? I forget, but same ordeal just talking about. Oh, when we were discussing the Miami Heat trade with President Chua. If we do bring in Mobley, that's just too many bigs. Where is he going to get minutes at for one? Knocking um, out a rule. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I see that, like, you know, a, a better version of Mufandu. I see that. Um, and it, like like we said, what is his position? Is he a four? Is he a five? We don't know. And two, for a guy like Larry Nance, who last year, you know, was said to be valued at two firsts. To now, you know, I, I would assume, you know, a lot of people in the league would like to think that he's gotten better, you know, this season. But now, the 29th pick is probably the best value getting out of this. I just, I, I would just like to pass from this trade, honestly. I'll just keep the core, keep Larry Nance, because unless a better trade obviously comes through, then yeah, I could consider it. But, I mean, just thinking about what he can do on and off the court for us, Larry Nance is... I, I think I think they'll pass on that trade.
3: With Nance, I I'd just way rather it be more near the deadline.
1: Like right? yeah, if, 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 it, if it's Yeah.
3: If it's Prince and i could see it in like December.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like that's kind of what I'm thinking. Again, if it's
0: Prince, I could see I could see Terrence it could be before, for Prince happening over the offseason. Like that's yeah, a thing that I think yeah. could
3: happen this offseason very realistically. Yeah, yeah Prince but, could very well be moved this offseason. I mean it's not nobody would be surprised, but...
0: Especially if they take Mobley, like, you're gonna have to move. You're not gonna be able to play everyone, and if you can mm-hmm. get one of those yeah. guys out and get someone like Ross back, I think that... I think you do it. Yes. But, um... At the end of the day, with trades like this one for Nance, like, I think it, it comes down to the Cavs are done, at least right now, selling pieces for future assets and future flexibility and whatever. Mm-hmm. The Cavs are not going to downgrade from Larry Nance to take on picks. Right. If, if it makes them yeah. a worse basketball team next season... They're probably not going to do it for Larry Nance, for Colin, for anybody. Uh, this is a team that I think is in position to like try to win games next season, and continuing to see trades like this that you know are just selling these guys, I think, is a waste of time. That's that's kind of where I'm at with deals like this. But um, before we go, I guess we can talk a little bit about uh, Darius Garland making the U.S. Select Team. Uh, we have a couple former well, sort of current, maybe kind of current, Cavalier and a former Cavalier and Dante Axum along with uh, Matthew Dolvadova on the Australian national team. But um, what do you think of uh, Darius on the select team? you like it?
2: Uh, I like it. The select team is like those players can get called It's up basically,
0: I think of, so, right? but they're basically like the team that the main Trained. team practices against. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, but with I like
2: it. Against. Mm-hmm. I like just, just Darius Garland getting extra, you know, reps. Against you know some of the league's best players, um, I feel like don't not only better his game. Honestly, he's just continuing to play basketball, and and I love that for him. Honestly, that that's all I can say about that.
0: Dan, we're gonna see Dante Exum healthy this offseason. Are you are you getting ready for the return to Cleveland? Should that be the Cavs' number one target here? Yeah, right. Exactly.
3: Yeah, the, the real the real kicker here is. Let's just see this for a second. Um, Okay, so we had we had Dakota Mathias chosen over over Colin Sexton. We had Nas Reed (laughs) chosen (laughs) over Colin Sexton. We had Cam Reynolds chosen over Colin Sexton. We had John Jenkins chosen over Colin Sexton. What are we watching? What are we seeing here? Patrick Williams. I like Patrick Williams. Not, should not have been chosen over Colin Sexton. These bigs all can't play anyway. I like Nazareth. Come on. Dakota Mathias. Mathias. Dakota Mathias. (laughs) I mean, come on. The guy was worked. The guy would regularly get worked in Big Ten play. Josh Maggette. Oh.
2: (laughs) Oof. Man, like,
3: I, come on. Like, th- this is ridiculous. Like, like we're,
0: come on, people. We're better than I this. don't know what the selection process is like, but I wonder no, if Colin I, turned it down. No. I don't know why he would have, but I wonder he, if he did.
3: Colin Sexton turning down chances to play basketball, period. No. No way. <laughs> and he'd get a chance to really, like, kind of take it to some people. Mm-hmm. No way would he do that. He, No way. No. But... Again, obviously these are not some guys, different positions, whatever. But Obi Toppin chose over Colin Sexton, so that Okay, we kinda, have th- to have big men on here too. I man. know you do, you do, you do. But geez, I, honestly, I probably yeah, I guess I I I'd rather choose Dazzy over Obi Toppin. I actually like that. Um, it would be more viable against people that can play. So I don't know. It's just the fact I, I just just saw. Like seeing Dakota Mathias and, and Josh Magenio, and, John and John Jenkins over and he's Colin's not just the only one, but I mean there's some else, but it's just it's just kinda of funny. That's all I'm saying.
0: It is. It is. Like I said, I don't know what the selection process is there. Like I I it's clearly not to just go for right. you know, with the best players. I don't right. know. It's not. I don't know what former experienced guys like, you know, Dakota and John have with Team USA if there's I, well, I don't you know, know what? if those are the Tyler Hero have shouldn't have been chosen while.
3: over Colin either. To your point. No, he shouldn't have been. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. No. Well, you know, it's just more motivation for Colin, I guess, right? Yeah. That's that's good. a good thing in the end. It's it's good for Darius, so though. I think this is really honestly invaluable for him. Um being able to go against guys like Dame. Um So just it's invaluable, point being.
2: Hmm.
0: Anything else from either before we uh before we log off here?
2: Yes. Um I just wanted to touch on one quick topic since we you know we we touched on it briefly earlier, just the topic of Isaiah Harnstein. And honestly, I'm trying to figure out what his role would look like if we did select an Evan Mobley. Because let's just say we select Evan Mobley, we still you know keep Kevin Love. I would assume the starting lineup would still be Kevin Love and Jared Allen. But off the bench, it can get weird because we do have Dean Wade. We do have Larry Nance. We do have Evan Mobley. Um, where does Hart get minutes in that certain scenario? Personally, I feel like, do you just let Hart walk and give those backup five minutes to Mobley in stretches with Nance being that four or three, and you have Wade? There's also, you know, what is what is Dylan Windler? I think he'll get minutes, um, and whoever else the Cavs look to add this offseason. What what is does Hart fit to all of that?
0: Like I said, I think if you can clear up some of that logjam of power forwards. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there still is a role for Hartenstein on this team. Um, mm-hmm. If it was just a core of Love, Allen, Mobley, Hart, Hartenstein, like, I think that you can play all of those guys. But then you, do, I get your point as to you add in Larry Nance, Dean Wade, mm-hmm. Taurian Prince. I almost feel like it would be best if you can play those guys more at the three. Which, again, okay. then you run into the problems of, who are you taking minutes from at the three? Or are you taking out Jetty Osmond's minutes? Mm-hmm. Isaac Okoro, you know, Dylan Windler. Yeah. Um, and that's where I get into the discussion of, if you can trade Tarion Prince for, for Terrence Ross, you do it immediately. Um, if you can find a trade for Jetty Osmond and just get him off, even if you don't get anything back, just so you can get off that money and clear up that spot in the rotation, you do it. Um, I think honestly, if, if you're going to bring in Mobley, don't be afraid to just really run with guys at the three, like, like Nance and Wade. Um, I mean, we saw it work this year. It's obviously not a perfect fit, but you know, they're both capable of guarding the position. If you believe enough in Nance's shot to where, you know, you think you can stay afloat spacing wise on the floor with a guy like him out there. Um, that's kind of the way I kind of see it working. Um, And I think in that event, if you're going to kind of push some of those poor power forwards over to the small forward spot more so, uh, that does clear up minutes for Kevin Love to kind of continue playing power forward, Mobley to continue playing power forward, uh, and and that allows you to play Hartenstein, obviously, more so at center. So I think, obviously, it's going to be tricky, and somebody's going to have to go, uh, whether it is Hartenstein or some of these other guys, but I I can see the path to where you can still really bring it back and give him a real role.
2: Okay. How about you, Dan? Dan?
3: Yeah, I I think it's a lot harder. um, Just with Allen in there as well. Uh, And obviously all the fours. I I don't know if there's... I mean, maybe they can figure it out. Uh, I I like Hardy. Um, I I really do buy his potential. I think he's going to be a a heck of a player in this league. But it's... (sighs) It's I'll say this: say. You don't trade for Dario Sarge and Jalen Smith. You don't. Yeah, no, that's not a, not, a, not a great idea. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's it, I don't know. It, it's I, I don't know how much. Given that you you might be looking to move Love, uh, it, there's got to be guys that can shoot it, and you really trust that. And it's it's kind of I'm kind of piggybacking off of what Justin said. Um I if I, I just it's hard for me to say if he is gonna be here or not right now. Um obviously like if they don't take Mobley if it ends up being Green or whoever yeah. that's yeah, that's clearly that you're him yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Um but it's I, I don't know. It's it's just hard for me to say right now, honestly. I know that's yeah. kind of a cop out answer, but kind of honestly what Justin said. I think you're kind of looking at three guys who
0: are going to take up your center minutes, and Allen taking the majority, um, and then splitting the rest between Mobley and Hardenstein. And again, mm-hmm. if you want to play Mobley more at four, then that frees up more minutes for Hartenstein. If you even I want think to Mobley's play at,
3: going to play a lot at the four if he's here. Like I do too.
0: Good, I do too. A good, good amount. But, but, but those I, are the guys that you're looking at to play center. Like those that. Nobody else no. is going to get center minutes. You're not going to play Kevin no. there. You're not, yeah. no. uh, you're, unless it's a very specific situation where you're going up against like the Clippers playing Marcus Morris at center. <laughs> you're not going to go with Dean Wade or Larry Nance there. Um, yeah. So it, it, those are going to be the three guys you're looking at. So I think it's more so about clearing up that forward log jam than it is about clearing up the center log jam. So I, I, I still expect either way to see Hart and Stein come back. But again, one of them has to go in and it. And it Obviously, it will be easiest to get rid of him, considering he's a free agent, um, than to move one of the guys that are under contract. So,
3: it will be interesting. It will definitely be interesting. If I contract. were to say right now, I'd probably say he's not back. That's just good feeling. I, I could be wrong, but I, I just think it'll be I, – I just do think it is interesting to think – and I get it with Prince. If, if they end up moving, I'm not going to say, like, I have hard feelings about it. But for the Cavs to actually have, like – like real spacing next season, I, I and yeah, I'm just with me legitimately have four shooter lineups is very intriguing to me, yes. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll have to see though, yeah.
0: All right, well, um, I think we'll wrap it up there then. Um, uh, thank you, Amadou, thank you, Dan, as always, for coming on. Uh, always a pleasure to speak with both of you. Uh, thank you, everyone out there, so much for listening. If you enjoyed, uh, subscribe if you're listening on Apple, uh, leave a review, leave a rating, all that stuff, Um, and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Cavalier Central. Be on the lookout for another episode coming soon.